And I have too much going on with an offensive coordinator search to try to patch a schedule together, but I'm here for it, so let's go. Miami at Florida and Notre Dame at Texas A&M will both be August 31st. Bad start to the season. Not a bad start at all. Wait, run that by me again. August 31st, which is going to be week one. Yeah. Miami at Florida, Notre Dame at Texas A&M. Okay. Non-conference games, obviously, but they've just announced the dates. Okay. Everything left is conference. Texas A&M at Florida is September 14th. Oklahoma's conference opener, we assume, right, is against Tennessee on September 21st in Norman. Georgia and Alabama will play in Tuscaloosa on September 28th with Alabama at Tennessee on October 19th. Georgia at Texas is on October 19th. Wow, how about that? LSU at A&M is October 26th. Now, again, this is significant because that Thanksgiving weekend had traditionally been LSU at Texas A&M, which would lead you to believe that LSU needs an opponent now on Black Friday or that weekend. They're not going to play on Black Friday. I don't think. And um, Texas A&M is open up to play Texas. And you would think that tradition would continue. And then November 9th is Alabama at LSU. Um, SEC Mike is the one, Michael W. Bratton, that had tweeted that the Texas-Texas A&M would be November 30th in College Station to close the regular season. How about that? Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Pretty good. So Georgia, Georgia will be playing, get this, Clemson and Bama in the first month of the season because Georgia has Clemson on its schedule this year. Dude, how about that? We're not messing around in this SEC, are we? And by the way, um, as far as we know, it is confirmed, right? It's not just a report. It seems to be confirmed from Chris Lowe that that November 30th date is going to be Texas and Texas A&M, which it should be. So – we might be spending we might be spending Thanksgiving weekend in Baton Rouge if it plays out like that. Or or potentially gosh, no, you wouldn't want it to be home, right? Because you just had that November twenty third home game, so you'd wanna cause that would be a lot of road games between Alabama yeah, you, would be your final home game. And if if Missouri is set with Probably, right? Arkansas. I mean, unless you got Maine that last week. which Right, right, right. That's true. And if Missouri is set with Arkansas for consistently being that Black Friday game that used to be Arkansas and LSU, but is now somehow Arkansas and Missouri, if that is something they're sticking with, then that would take Missouri out for that weekend too. Like I said, they're leaking different dates, and I think these are somewhat strategic in letting us kind of get an idea of, all right, this is what that's going to look like. Three, six, six. So perfect. And give Oklahoma, LSU, and A&M to go along with Texas. Hmm. Interesting. Um, by the way, Stuart Mandel has his updated bowl projections, and he says the bowl that he's most confident in are two. Clemson and – or actually three, excuse me. Clemson and USC in the Holiday Bowl, putting Iowa in the Citrus – Versus Ole Miss. 
and then Oklahoma, Alabama in the Alamo Bowl are the ones he's most confident in right now. That's pretty exciting. Was it Ole Miss, by the way? He didn't have an opponent with him. He just said I Ole Miss be, LSU would be the two that that have been mentioned the most. But so what's I, he saying? Iowa's not going to win this week? I think he's not picking Iowa this weekend is what's happening. Um I would say I am I am not giving up on Oklahoma in a New Year's Day six bowl, guys. I don't know why there's just been this automatic um, Penn State is in or Missouri is in. I mean, Oklahoma is right there with them. Now, um, it would be interesting whenever it came down to it if the choice was between, say, an Oklahoma or a Missouri. But I am you can have your confidence in the Alamo Bowl and being a slam dunk for Oklahoma – but I am not putting it past, especially if Texas makes the playoffs, Oklahoma ending up in either the Cotton Bowl or potentially the Peach Bowl. I'm just not all that sold on how much of a slam dunk it would be for Penn State. I think they know. I think we'd travel to the Peach Bowl, which leads me to my question, Josh Helmer, my Penn, theory. Penn State, Oklahoma would be a heck of a game. It would be. It absolutely would be. All right, here's my question to you. You ready? I'm ready, yes. I do not do the 12-team projections. I just I think it's pointless. <laughs> I, I push back against it. We don't do that on this program. And, and it's funny because there's so many – everyone, when they do it, they act like they're doing something that you never thought anyone would do. Engagement farming. Right. It's like, well, what would this look like if it was 2024 right now? And I don't imagine everyone listening is going, whoa, I never thought of that. No, literally every radio show is doing it, and every podcast is doing it. Here's my question. If 2023, if this was the year of the 12-team playoff, would you be fighting for Oklahoma to get in? Sure. You would be? Absolutely. Do I think that they could go win the national championship? No. But would you campaign for it? Would you politic for it? Yeah, and why wouldn't you? You've got one of the best wins in the country. Right, exactly. Assuming that Texas goes on, handles its business this week versus Oklahoma State, you're telling me that OU's not one of the 12 best? What is it, seven at-large teams that are going to get in of the 12 now that we're getting set on five conference champions, the four four conference champions, and then the – Mid-major program, yeah, group of five school. Group of five champions. If that's even a term that, that fits anymore. Group of uh, non-power four champion. Right. Because you would have your SEC title game winner and probably Alabama that would get in, right, as an at-large. Um, Ohio State. Michigan would, both in. Right. but And Michigan would be in as the Big Ten champ. You know who would be in from the Big 12 as the champ? Arizona. Would be in because they're the. I'm just using that as the it, highest rated. Yeah, if we're doing to, right. next season, and then um, gosh, like a Tulane. So you're telling me that we wouldn't stand for a. Well, I got who am I? I'm even at the ACC, aren't I? Um, so would it still be if, Florida be State, Louisville, five seven? So I, I would I would have Florida State in there. Sorry, I don't know. Why I just made it four, but then of those seven. Yeah, 7 plus 5 equals 12. Well, let's just use this season as an example. That's what I'm saying. Would you be fighting for Oklahoma with this season? But let's not let's not move Arizona around. Let's just okay, where everybody's just at year. right now. Fair enough. If it's 12, are you fighting for OU? I, I think you'd have to be, right? Well, why would you not? 
couple of close losses beat uh, what probably would be if they win. Good chance Texas is getting a bye. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you got the only win over one of those teams, and you don't think that Oklahoma deserves in? It's a great question because I do. I just there is a certain faction, very small group, and I wonder if this changes once we get to twelve. You know, and our buddy Josh McQuistian was a big guy. He's like, "Oh, you're better served. Don't go to the four team playoff and get your head kicked in. Go to a group. Go to a New Year's Day Six bowl game." And I, my mind's not wired like that, right? It just doesn't. It doesn't compute. I. I okay, then let me let me ask you this: If you're fighting for Oklahoma to get in, and it comes down to hold on here, where's my where's my list? Okay, and it comes down to. Oklahoma and Penn State. Oh, you've got the best win of the two. Exactly. I would love to know what game control looks like and things of that nature. Like Penn State has done nothing but win every game not named Ohio State, Michigan. I just, I am not, I don't get it. But yet every year they're right there. They didn't do anything wowing in the non-conference season. Well, they are what they are. They're a team that would be an at-large into this thing. They're clearly not in that same pecking order as Ohio State, Michigan. They can't beat those guys. But, you know, they're clearly above that next wave of teams after that. I guess I guess I didn't know just how the feels are right now, right? And if we're in this situation a year from now where Oklahoma's 10-2, and two, it's going to be a much different 10-2, and two, right? Because it's a ten and two where maybe that loss is to maybe there's an Alabama loss or a you know a top ten loss in there, and there won't be much of a question about them at ten and two. I think at nine and three, you're feeling you're depending on how it goes. You're thinking you're pretty good. Even though we are questioning a ten and two Ole Miss team quite a bit, right? Um, I don't know. I just I'd be curious if this would be one of those teams. Because they're not – I mean, they're not getting in the 14 playoff. They're not playing in the Big 12 championship game. But would you be fighting for more? Would you be fighting for, hey, this this team – because I would counter with, I don't think they've played their best game yet, right? You would give them – when the playoffs start, like December 14th or 15th or something like that next year, give them a couple extra weeks to get healthy. Heal right? up. Right? Um, I, I would feel really good about a first-round playoff game, and then if you get to that first round, anything's possible. Sure, roll of the dice Wouldn't there. be in a situation probably where you would be hosting a playoff game, right? No, you'd be on the, the road to start and then uh, neutral side. But could you imagine that as a fan? You've traveled so many places, and you've gone to Manhattan so many times that you're going on the road. No, no, I could be to Manhattan. But you're going on the road for a first-round playoff game? I mean, that'd be freaking awesome. Oh, or hosting great. it too, right? But you're of, the, you're of that group that you would say, heck yeah, I'd be fighting like crazy for this team to get in if this scenario was playing out with a 12-team playoff this year. Two losses where they turn the football over how many times and you beat Texas? Sure. Absolutely, you'd be uh, campaigning for this team to have a chance. And y- you get in and go play good football, who knows? Outside of, like, who do you not think this OU team can be? Georgia, can they beat Georgia? Probably not. It would take a Herculean hour, I would right? With the way the run defense has gone the last few weeks, I really worry about Michigan. <laughs> Michigan? 
I, I would be worried that Michigan would just – they would just run the football and we wouldn't be able to stop it. Maybe – could they beat Texas again? I mean, they beat them once. you got to say they could beat them again. That's right? right. And Texas beat Alabama, so what's that theory called? I almost said Transitive the, property? I almost said the Pythagorean theory. No, the transitive property, right? I'd be fighting, scratching, and clawing for them. I really would. I'd be going on every show I could find to say Oklahoma belongs. Oregon, Washington? I think I think Washington is going to get smoked this weekend. Well, they're nine-and-a-half-point dogs. So. I think Oregon is going to hammer them this weekend which of course makers agree which which of course means washington's gonna win by 50 but let's not get into that it'll be a good game i i'll tell you what i'll tell you a hammering that i think is gonna happen i i i believe my sidebar from our ou conversation i believe in dave bartu and adam mcclintock and adam's been on this show and he's a buddy and i and i believe you guys i think that there is no I test. I think that at the core of it, it truly is a mathematical formula, and that's what they use. But you're not going to tell me that the I test didn't have something to do in 2014 when Ohio State got in after they hammered Wisconsin with a backup quarterback. And you're not going to tell me that the I test had something to do when Oklahoma went out and avenged its loss over Texas and got the nod over two loss Georgia and and uh, uh, who, who else? There was a couple of other teams that were vying for it. Georgia fans still to this day are butthurt about that. Yeah, they because, think they could have went and won right, it all. Right, and maybe they could have, but they lost two two games. They lost two games. Anyway, I digress. I, I, I'm not getting in that fight. I'm not getting in that fight But right that's now. the world we're headed toward. That is the world that we're headed toward, guys. That's the world that we're headed toward. But to me, I think Texas sees that they're on the outside looking in but if they throttle Oklahoma State on Saturday morning like they did Texas Tech on Friday night, that's going to resonate with some people, okay? You can tell me it's a mathematical formula. I think Texas is going to absolutely destroy Oklahoma State on Saturday. What, what in your mind is the scenario where Texas wins and doesn't go? The undefeated teams stay undefeated. Florida State wins. Florida State, Washington, Michigan, Michigan and Georgia all win. I think, I think that there is going to end up being a wild battle on Sunday morning, Saturday night into Sunday morning, between three one-loss teams, Texas, Oregon, and Washington. And Washington's going to be out, so it's really going to be Texas and Oregon. Because I think Georgia's going to beat Bama. I think Michigan's going to roll Iowa. And after watching Louisville, because Kentucky was my upset special this weekend, after watching some of that game, uh, Florida State might be able to win that game with their third-string quarterback. So I think you're going to have three undefeateds. But my, it gets back to the original point, right? Would we be fighting for Oklahoma to be in this mix if it was 12? Just talk amongst yourselves on that one. I'd be curious. All right, quick break. What the best of the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line coming up at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. <laughs> Josh has become the right-hand man for Benny and his king of the mountain picks. Did you steer him in the right direction? We got him through. You and I got him through last week. Did we? Who did we tell him to take? Let's see. Who was he telling me that he took? At any rate, he's moving on. Uh, He took Tennessee. I had a friend that would uh, check in that was still in the mountain, and they don't talk to me anymore. I guess I gave him bad advice or something. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Go ahead. 
I, I really like Jacksonville at home versus Cincy this week. I did too. The other option he was considering, Tampa Bay at home versus Carolina. No. Nope. Jacksonville's better. I'd steer clear of anything with Carolina. Yeah, because I feel like they're totally capable of winning a game. Right, and especially now that they've gotten rid of the, the got, offensive coordinator. They, they fired Frank Reich. Uh, who is going to be the next OC at OU. According to Loco, Ohio. But I, the Chris Tobin guy that they hired, or whatever his name is, he was that dude that everyone always talked about he should be getting an opportunity. Because he was with the Chiefs for a long time. You could talk me into just about anybody beating anybody in the NFL, though. You know, Bengals run the football incredibly well against Jacksonville. I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's, it's a tailor-made. It should never happen where they win that game. But, you know, hey, it's the National Football League. Um, I was asking about fighting for OU to get in. Um, what does the text line say? Are people this is, this is, there, There's a couple people that bit here, and I appreciate you guys. Um, absolutely you fight for OU to be in. Wouldn't win it, but wouldn't win it all, but you could win some first-round games. Playoff wins are always good for business. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that's going to kind of suck is we uh, Oklahoma will always be tagged with a team that never won a playoff game until we get that dub. So, been there many times, haven't been able to get that win. Well, and really, you're going to have to get a win in the semifinals, right? That's true. That's true. Before This 12-team format where, I mean, it's like – it's not going to get viewed the same, right? I mean, it's nice. It's a playoff win. Technically, you broke the streak, but you didn't really break the streak. This is a good point from the 405 when our conversation came up about that fight between one-loss teams. They write, if Ohio State with one loss is not part of the discussion, uh, hold on, let me rephrase that. Is Ohio State with one loss not part of the discussion for a one-loss team in the playoff? They have a better loss in Oregon, Washington, and Texas. Oh, hold up here. Hold up here. Um, you know, that's fair. I think the only thing what's what's gonna be interesting. What's gonna be interesting, Josh, is if Oregon is able to avenge its loss to Washington, is that gonna be viewed like Oklahoma in eighteen? It's like, hey, they went and avenge their only loss. It's almost like they're unbeaten. Right. And thus, that will slide Oregon in. If we get some chaos this weekend, like if Oklahoma State beats Texas, would would help solve some things. Would help solve some things if you know Florida State gets beat. It feels like Ohio State needs so much help, that, and that's what I'm saying is the level of help that Ohio State would need. Now they would be in that discussion. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I don't know that there's a path in. So, I don't either. Sell me on how they would get in because if Alabama beats Georgia, they might both get in. So you need Georgia to win first and foremost, I would say, right? Yeah. You got to start there. Then you need Florida State to get upset. You need Texas to get upset. Hold on. We had a rooting guide. Remember our rooting guide that we had? Let's go through this just real quick. Just if, if Ohio. Now, I think tonight is fascinating to see what happens to Ohio State. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what does the committee think? If the committee keeps them ahead of Texas and Alabama, then you're right. They're in this thing. If they don't, then they're not. Yeah, but 
here's the thing, though. They, they are, but they aren't because they don't get to play this week. I think if you're Ohio State, you need both Georgia and Michigan to win, right? Your loss looks really good. And I almost think you need Washington to win. Here, here's what I would say. You want to fight. You want to get in a fight with – well, I, maybe their path is simpler. Hold on. Here's their path. Georgia, Michigan, Washington all win. That gives Oregon a second loss. So they're out. They're out. Texas is out. Alabama's out. Texas is still in, but Texas got to lose to Oklahoma State. Well, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay, it's, right. Uh, they're, and they're out. you, you got to have them lose. And Florida State loses. Out. I mean, there is a path for Ohio State that, while convoluted, is still there. So, actually, you need unbeatens to be unbeaten. You need three unbeatens, right, to take care of business. And you need one one Florida State uh, to get a loss and one Texas to we get a loss. We are dying to drop Florida State, man. We tried to, and then they – then they had what the uh, the loss that happened around him that moved them up. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we got to move them up now. Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins, Texas, Florida State lose. That's that's, that's that's your Ohio path. State path. That's good. Um, back to the uh, playoff conversation. That's a lot, though. I mean, that's that's a lot to have happen. It's a lot in a year that nothing even remotely like that has come close to happening. Well, Auburn, Alabama was close this weekend, right? I just don't think Texas is going to lose. I don't think Texas. I think Texas. I don't gamble. I don't gamble. I we we have picks here. I don't bet. I don't have a super secret bookie. I don't. I can't. I value my job way too much. But if I did, I would take my mortgage and put it on Texas Saturday. That's how confident I am that Texas is going to annihilate Oklahoma State on Saturday. Money line or uh, the number? I would take – well, if it's my house, to be smart, I'd probably just that's, take the money yeah, line. Yeah, that's a, that's a better <laughs> wager. That's, yes. But since it doesn't really matter, I would I would take the, the – what's the line at, too? Isn't it like 11 or something like that? <sighs> I want to say it was – yeah, if it's jumped. It was in single digits? Yeah, I want to say it was. Oh, my gosh. It give me the line. Oh, my goodness. No, yeah, it was 14 and a half. Okay, it okay, was 14 and a half. Scared me. Um, Sooner Gundy, while you look for that, right? 14 and a half. There okay. Always try for the playoff. Never, never settle for less if you don't have to. Again, I agree with you, Sooner Gundy, but my question is, as vehemently – as the Sooner Nation or whatever our intranet slash Twitter mantra is, would you be fighting for Oklahoma to be in the 12-team playoff to the same degree that, I don't know, y'all were fighting with Oklahoma State fans on Saturday night? I, I, I mean, would that be something you're, you're, you're on that hill and you're like, we belong! I mean, Oklahoma would be probably the final team in. That's right. OU doesn't break the streak until they win a national championship, writes the 918. The streak is 23 years in a row and counting. So that's one that says, all right, get me in the playoffs. And then there's Jesse G. Of course I'd fight for it, even though I'd feel pretty much how I felt going into the LSU semifinal. The scenario I find interesting is what if Bama beats Georgia and Oregon beats Washington? I'm here for the chaos. Oh, 
Absolutely, man. That scenario is so fantastic. What do we think happens? I mean, Oregon's in. Oregon would be in. The, no, no doubt they're in. And here, I think Washington's out. Washington's out. The committee loves Oregon. That that committee, that selection process, absolutely loves Oregon. Their numbers love them. So I think Oregon. Well, Pac twelve, Pac twelve champion, Avenger loss. You you should be in. Sure. The question then becomes: You've got that group of Georgia. Tennessee, because Alabama would be in, right? Alabama's in. SEC champion, yeah. Would a would a undefeated Florida State, if they're not impressive, be left out if, say, Georgia and Alabama is <laughs> one for the ages? I don't think you can leave an undefeated I know, champion out. Right? Boy, but the justification if they had to would be great. Well, you know, we looked at the numbers and they came back, and I mean, zero wins against that schedule. We think uh, Georgia might have won. Might not have lost the game either, so I could see I could see it happening. Having to explain why you put Florida State in over Georgia or the opposite would be fascinating. You know, it's it is funny that you say it because I I could not agree with you more. It is there is a chaos theory where you could have six one loss teams there. I just don't think in twenty twenty three. We've seen anything remotely close to it this season. So it would make sense that in the final week you get that madness, right? And uh, ESPN last Tuesday night, I don't know how we got here. Oh, we were talking about what do we fight for OU to get in the 12-team playoff. Okay. Um, last week, ESPN even had it. The two teams that everyone's dying to drop is Michigan and Florida State. Florida State because the injury. Michigan just, oh, I'll show you Michigan. But if those are the two that remain undefeated, and then you got those six one-loss teams there fighting for it, why? If if Oregon beats Washington, if Texas wins, Alabama and Georgia, right, who am I leaving out? I'm leaving out somebody. Ohio State. Ohio State. You mentioned Texas. I didn't mention that. Pardon me. Texas. Ohio State, unfortunately, is probably very much on the outside of those six. If that happens, right? I, yeah, I don't think they'd get in. I, I think they're on the outs. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Michigan, Florida State would have punch tickets. Right, because they're in. They're undefeated. They're in. Alabama would have to be in, right? Oregon, I think, is in. So there you go. You're leaving the two-time defending champs out. Leaving the champs out, and Texas probably is left out. Boy, that could make for a fun Cotton Bowl, though. Texas and George in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, is there any chance that the committee says – we're putting Texas in because they want head-to-head? If there are two things that have been consistent in advance of tonight's playoff rankings, if there are two things, number one, that win over Alabama is incredibly valuable in their eyes. Oh, it, it has to be. They didn't, it doesn't matter that time has shown that you know Texas has been vulnerable in some areas but might be peaking at the right time, right? Doesn't matter who else, what else happened to either one of those teams. Doesn't matter that UCF had a 14-7 game against Alabama that next week. None of that matters. Texas beat them by double digits on the road. That matters, right? So that Number two, man, they love Oregon. So those are like the two things that just keep coming back to me. Number one, the, the interwebs, they don't like Oregon because they look at their top 25 wins and they're like, 
it, it was Colorado and Colorado sucks and it was USC and USC stinks, right? Speaking of USC, when we come back, I've got something for you. I've got something that's going to make you and Mike Steely's day. Okay. You ready? All right, we're bringing it to you next right here on The Ref. Plank Show, we are back. Back with you. Talking all things Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Do we want the Sooners to go to a 12-team playoff? If uh, if and when this scenario arrives next season, this team, would you want them in? By the way, this hour of the Plank Show brought to us by Allison Insurance. Check them out, allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2968. And we're talking a little bit of chaos, too, because uh, obviously there's a lot of things that can happen this week. We'll get uh, a peek at the college football playoff rankings tonight, and that's that's going to – that's going to loom large for uh, what could happen this conference championship weekend. To the text line we go, where uh, all of you are chiming in as well. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Oregon or Washington will get in over Texas. That would be one lost team with a conference championship. That's out of the 8-3. I, I, don't, I don't disagree, but... Texas still has one of the best wins of the year, and all they've done is win as well. So I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, unbeaten Washington, definitely. Absolutely. But Oregon, I think, muddies the water up a little bit too. And, again, call me a sucker, but I do think how you win matters. If Oregon backs into a win over Washington and Oklahoma State gets throttled by Texas – then yeah, I think that matters. But that's me. That's me. Yeah, I mean, Texas Boy, has a I'm, chance to be really, really oh impressive. My gosh, this is really – I'm really – three things have happened this week that I've had to stand up for things that I dis, have a great disdain for, and one of them is Texas, and it really hurts me quite a bit. Yeah, campaigning for the horns is oh, – uh, it's not I, a good I would feeling. like to apologize to everyone involved with this program. The right three one zero. If any of the top five go undefeated, Texas is out. If Oregon beats Washington – Oregon is in, and Texas is still out. If Bama beats Georgia, both are in, and Texas is out, <laughs> and Louisville ain't beating FSU. So, in other words, his theory is – Texas is out. Texas is like. out. So, all of the in-season posturing about, but oh, that's a great win, it does, so it does not matter. It doesn't matter what they do against Oklahoma State. If, if it was Oklahoma, do you think it would be viewed differently for Texas? Maybe. I mean, Oklahoma's probably going to be a they, – they, they've got a chance to be a top-12 team tonight. That puts you in the playoff – or not the playoff, but future playoff conversations. But in the conversation for New Year's Day Six Bowl. We uh, won't have these conversations to worry about in no. the future. But in terms of the hypothetical, okay, the 405, would the CFP committee – would they view this OU team as more of an 11-win team and take that stilly screw job into account? <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. But it would be hilarious to hear Boo Corrigan, um, who, by the way, every single time I want to say Boo Weekly, the golfer, or, or for some reason Boo Carrington. I don't know why, but it's literally something I really have to think about before I say his name. Yeah, Boo Carrington. And I don't you do that. And then I have to Google it a lot, too. If you saw how many times I've Googled Boo Corrigan, you'd laugh. But it would be hilarious, wouldn't it, to see Boo Corrigan? And I don't even know if he'd be the playoff committee guy next year. be like, well, you know, it's, they missed a lot of calls in that game. And, um, <laughs> it would be a great Oklahoma justification. Oklahoma should have won that game. <laughs> Nick from the 405. 
Texas may shut OSU out. Talk about a team that honestly shouldn't even be playing for a conference title. I usually don't root for Texas because I hate Texas, but I can't it. help but root for them because of the pettiness of Oklahoma State the past two seasons. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a tough time with this one. I, I am. Too. I ain't rooting for nobody. I am too. I have been told that I am volunteering at a concession stand during that football game. So, at I don't even know where the event is, Josh. I don't even know what I'm, but I will be not watching. That is my way of protest. Here's your mortgage, uh, <laughs> mortgage uh, of the year bet for okay. you, okay, Frisco Sooner. In my opinion, bet of the year is Texas minus seven and a half in the first half. As bad as Oklahoma, St- Oklahoma State has played, I appreciate all of you people in your first half, second half bets. I can't get behind them. Team totals, just maybe in time, but we deal in simplicity here there is a great I think it was from uh I don't want to say that Bill Clinton kind of engineered it or boy anytime I mention anything political I start to cringe a little bit in here but Bill Clinton was the one that talked about the kiss theory k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid now that might not have been journalistic advice right exactly that's how I am whenever you guys start getting into those types of wagers like I follow a bunch of people on Twitter. It's like, oh, here's a player prop bet that cannot miss. I'm like, yeah, it missed. I mean, I, I don't what, – what are you even talking about? If, if I'm betting the over-under on passing yardage for Josh Dobbs, I'm going to go have a conversation with the mirror and see what's going on with me right now. You probably should be, and, I mean, real betting nerds, right, folks that are super into the weeds and professionals on this would probably totally disagree with this. Right. I, I'm not a trends guy either. Like, to me, a trend is just ready to get broken, you know? So if I think Texas is going to win by 14.5, okay, I'll roll with Texas. But I'm not picking them to win by 7.5 in the first half because Oklahoma State's played poorly in the first half recently. Don't get me wrong. I'm not questioning your work. I'm not questioning the model. I just ain't for me. The uh, 785, by the way, uh, says don't bet your mortgage on Texas beating Oklahoma State in the refs. <laughs> the referees. Hey, I am here. Do you know what frustrates me more than anything about Oklahoma not making the Big 12 championship? Well, number one, they lost OSU and Kansas State. That's what's frustrating, number one. Number two, with all of the wrestling tie-ins to this thing, I mean, there is one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history involved taking the title belt to another entity. Come on, man. The Montreal Screwjob? We would have had so much content from that. <laughs> and then Bret Hart, or in this case, Danny Stutzman, tearing up the field. Or when you win. You see, this is this is where I really go a little bit too in-depth. I had this dream. I had this dream, Josh, of Danny Stutzman winning the Big 12 MVP and getting that championship belt, holding it up, the place going crazy. Then all of a sudden, here comes Canik, here comes Dylan Gabriel, and what do they have? They got a can of black spray paint. And what do they do with that can of black spray paint? You all know, you watch when the NWO won, they take it and they spray paint. Instead of NWO on the title, they spray paint S E 
seat. That'd be great. Yeah, hold it up. The place goes crazy. And then we take the, the Big 12 championship trophy home, and we attach it on the back of the trailer. And, and you drag it all the, the way Ted home Lehman, like Teddy has. Dead layman uh, approach. All right. <laughs> you got would, one. would Oklahoma – I mean, we'd be having this conversation – OU wins at Stillwater, right? They they took care of business. They're in the Big 12 championship yep. game this week. You and I would be sitting here talking about uh, what's the path for OU to the college football playoff if with a win this week. What, what would oh it look gosh. like? What would it be? It, because it wouldn't be as simple as winning in. Oklahoma would be made to pay because they would have the worst loss. They would have the worst loss of any of those they, teams. What, what help would they need? They would have to blow out Texas. And then that I think Florida State would have to lose. I think it would be very similar to our Ohio State path. I think you would hope for three undefeateds, right? And you're fighting for that one final spot. And Alabama's out because they got two losses. And Florida State's out because they lost. Don't have their quarterback. And you would be literally in a two-team fight with Ohio State for that final spot. Would they get in? No, I think they'd let Ohio. No, you know what? Two wins over Texas? Two wins over Texas. Which loss am I getting? And am I getting the Oklahoma State loss or am I getting the Kansas loss? You got the Kansas loss. Okay. Because that would be the path to uh, for Oklahoma to have gotten in. I guess I guess either way, though. Huh? Either way, they would have got in. Yeah, because they would be a one-loss team. Which is so enraging when you think about it. Oof. Well, you just find you just went over the top grip. You cool whipped my. Would you be fighting for this ten and two team? If they would have won either one of those games, would you be fighting for this team to get in now? Yeah, for the fourteen playoff. <laughs> All right, quick, uh, quick break. When we come back, right here on the home of Sooner fans, let's uh, let's get you ready for the top five stories of the day, including a little NFL news and a little NBA news, right here on the ref. Ah, yes. Thank you for the reminder. I have something for you and Steel Man that I think you will find interesting. You ready? Yes. I, I, it's funny because I didn't understand that text. I'm glad you did. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, they, they knew exactly where I was going with this. So I somehow am on all of these lists for spreads and, and things of that nature. I get... And it's funny because one of the guys that sends me information, his name is Jimmy Shapiro, which is the most gambling name ever. Sportsbetting.ag, onlinewagering.cc or whatever, right? So, love Jimmy. I got sent this list this morning. This is from Josh Barton, which is not a very gambling-sounding name. And he is actually with sportsbetting.ag. They have updated the list for number one overall pick, which team finishes with the top pick, first non-quarterback drafted, college football championship odds. And then they updated this, Josh. Who will be the next college football coach fired? Pat Narduzzi, plus 1,200. Mike Loxley, plus 1,200. Long odds. Plus 1,000 for Dave Aranda, plus 1,000 for Billy Napier. I could go on. But the best odds, the lowest odds, if you will, I guess this would be considered the best chance. Lincoln Riley at plus 300, the next college football coach fired. Wow. Do you think there's any chance? I mean, not... is there buzz about it? Is there anything out there? 
Or is the, I now, think it's going to take one more bad year. I, I will say, in defense of this number, this is about getting attention, right? And I'm willing to bet that they're getting some attention by having Lincoln Riley as the next coach fired from an odds perspective. Yeah. We, he's not getting fired. Not he's, yet. He's at plus 300. The next choice is Sam Pittman, who's already been like given that vote of confidence at plus 400. Kevin Wilson is there at plus 600. And then there's Jeff Halfley and Matt Rule at plus 800. So, of all – I don't know – Matt Rule? Matt Rule, right? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying is – Zero percent chance he's getting fired. I mean, Matt Rule actually has a better record in his first year at Nebraska than he did in his first year at any of his other stops. I mean, that thing might be a rocket ship going forward in a good way. But next coach fired, according to sportsbetting.ag – their best odds are on Lincoln Riley at well, plus three hundred right now. It's you know rule. I don't know why he's there at that. That figure is a little ridiculous. But Lincoln's heating up. It is what it is. If he has a bad season next year, similar to this, it would not be shocking at all to see him fired. Yeah, I, and then I would also add that's part of. You can be and and again, I've got no problem with Lincoln. He did what he felt like he needed to do, and I said it from the moment he left. I feel like Oklahoma's going to be fine, and I still do. Vince McMahon theory. My Vince McMahon, you don't want to be here? Go and be where you want to be. We'll be fine here without you. And the WWE, been pretty much right. So is Oklahoma so far. But kind of his personality is one that I always wondered how it would handle adversity. And it looks to me right now, following some of the reading, some of the tea leaves out of USC, it's uh, not going so well. All right, quick break. When we come back, we got our top five stories of the day and more on the OU offensive coordinator search right here on the ref.